Stop it. Episode 11? It's 11. It's kind of weird to say episode. Episode. I feel like we're that official. <laughs> Number 11 podcast. There are 60 people who listen to the podcast. Like 35. <laughs> Whatever. 20. Uh, well, 22.1. 22.1. Okay. Um, I haven't got to, I know you've gotten to see a whole lot of it so far. Yeah. Yeah, um, I haven't really got to see it in action. I haven't really got to see it. I got to see like the end of Matt Bell's just now. Uh, <laughs> but I do like the workout. I'm a pretty good fan mm-hmm. of the workout. Uh, I think they structured it pretty well. Um, is there like any kind of like bad, bad part of this workout, do you think, that you kind of watched throughout the day? What do you mean by bad? Like in the way of like it just sucks bad or just like Like where, where's wise? like the sticky point? The box. The box, yeah. By far box. I would imagine. The wall, I mean, I haven't really <laughs> seen anybody struggle on the wall as of right now. Um, I mean, most people are, are raining it in, mm-hmm. right? So they know, okay, if I did three walks, it'd take me forever, so I'm just going to do one, one, which is fine. Um... The dumbbell, besides Sydney. Besides old Sid. <laughs> the dumbbell's usually not too bad either. Uh, and then it really just comes down to the box and the monotony of the box jump. Because, I mean, it's jump, step down, jump, step down, jump, step down. It's literally half the reps. Yeah. So it's more just fighting the monotony of the box jump over and over and over again. I imagine, like, by the time you hit, like, nine, eight, nine box jump overs, like, mm-hmm. it starts to kind of set in right there. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Everybody gets about about close to 10 and you kind of see them want to take a rest in the bottom rest. take before, before they jump back up again. Are most people getting like six, six this round, six, seven? Yeah, I would say probably on the norm, it's right around seven ish. Like most people are, I mean, obviously not as many people are doing it completely as prescribed, but, uh, for the most part, people are modifying and, and using the proper eight, doses eight, and nine, getting about nine, seven nine. or so. Some okay. of the scores are getting that eight plus range. But it kind of goes to show you, like, it's, it's one of those guys that you know how super fit those guys who do, like, the demonstration, the games athletes, uh-huh. but you don't really don't put really a perspective to you actually, like, see them. See like, it. oh, these guys are literally doing, like, laughing people three times, yeah. four times in this workout. That's a simple workout, too. Like, you can maybe see a workout that has maybe a like lot of muscle-ups. Or, like, something complex. Yeah, handstand walk and something like that, right? Like, okay, well, those guys can do those sets, this bigger and broken sets, right? That makes more sense. But even a workout like this, it's not very structurally complicated, uh-huh. right? Like, they're very simple movements, and... They're still doing multiple rounds, rounds more than everybody else, which you know goes to give the credit like how fit just individually on an engine standpoint, how fit those guys really well, are. Well, while you're watching, you don't really like think about it too too much. Like you're just like, oh god, like they're on. Well, even eight, while you're watching, you don't necessarily like whatever. Like, well, even while you're watching, like you don't look like they're moving. And they don't fast. move. I just think that they literally aren't stopping. They literally are not stopping. They're just moving for like fifteen minutes. Or well, nine they're minutes. not stopping. There's no wasted movement. Everything's very efficient, and everything. Every it's all every little out. movement is planned out exactly yeah. the way where there's no waste of time whatsoever. Even like the transitions are done perfectly to where you're minimizing. Like the they're taking of, two steps every time from the box to the wall or yeah. like whatever it may be. Like they're detailed to like the little bitty, bitty, bitty ones. Like the first person I ever noticed that was like Rich Froning because you know, I started back in more mm-hmm. like OG, like when the Cross Against was kind of coming up. And he always is like one of those people where you watch – you know, like he has like the best time, but watching him, he doesn't look like he's moving that quickly that at all. You know, and that's that saying I always tell people, I'm like it's it's a slowest move, smoothest fast concept. I think some of you get wrapped up in moving so quickly. It's, like, it's not about moving quickly as like just keep moving, moving more than anything. That's what I think it is more than anything. I would say like as long as you can like pick a pace and just stick to it to however long the workout is, like that's normally going to be the best game mm-hmm. plan. Like if you're working out for like. 30 seconds and then having to take like 30 seconds of break that's probably not the best game plan uh <laughs> well i laugh because uh so i had to i had to run back to the software to pick up carter a little while ago and so they usually work at eight and, and i couldn't work out at eight today and so cam was here working out and so uh-huh. i got here 
And he got down with the workout and he's like, dude, I don't understand. Like, I don't have core beat me on that workout. I feel like I was moving so quickly. You know, I don't understand how core beat me. I'm like, because Cam, you move very quickly for about 20 seconds and then you rest. rest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, core necessarily doesn't move quickly, but core doesn't stop moving. Moving. Yes. Like core does a good job. Like core's not going to go fast. He's not going to ever, he's not going to win the sprint. <laughs> yeah. Core, like core to six minute workout, a core to 12 minute workouts, a core, it's, it's just, that's his pace. He's got, right? pace. He's got his pace. <laughs> but I'm like, core doesn't quit moving. Like you, you go very quickly and then you just stop and you just sit there and then, then you go back to moving quickly and then you stop again. I'm like, think, it all evens out about the same time. I think that's probably like 90% of CrossFitters. Oh, like most CrossFitters are like, Fast, 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 and then give me all the rest. No of the movement world. at all. Yeah, exactly. Like give me um, like a thirty second sprint and let me rest for three. Let minutes. me re- <laughs> let me rest for triple the amount of time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for sure, absolutely. So um, I'm excited to kind of judge people on this. Do you one. think? Uh, do you think that? You might hear Carter in the background <laughs> spelling her name. Uh, do you think that the workouts stay simple like twenty two point one, or do you think they get become more complicated in the way of like structure and like structure that. i don't think structure wise it'll be complicated okay um but i do think like either week two or week three like you're gonna see like a, a pull-up or like mm-hmm. um maybe like a chest bar or something like that yeah um i don't necessarily think they're gonna throw bar muscle ups or anything like they're not gonna throw like a handstand walk or anything like that i don't think now the rings i still don't know because the photo they posted on the rings it looks like high rings to me like at least to me, I thought they said it had to be like adapted though. Was, um, like, was it like rings? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, that's my only question mark is the rings. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if like week three they're going to throw that in there or not. Uh, but I would imagine they're going to keep the movements pretty simple and then the structure will be pretty simple also through at least the first three weeks. Yeah, I think the structure wise, I don't think they're going to make it overcomplicated. Where the no. workouts are confusing. I do think probably this next week. You see you maybe have like a time something on the rig. Yeah, you might have a time-based workout in yeah. there where, you know, you it's... Finish this and so much yeah, and like there is no time cap kind of deal probably. Or they might have a four-time workout. Kind of like I think uh, last year was a 21.1, the wall double under one. Yeah. It was like four-time, but there was a time cap. <clears throat> there was a time so cap. So that, that might be the same ticket. That could be like, something they think. Yeah, they do like a workout and it's like four-time, but then... You know, you if, you, if you finish the workout, that's actually more like your top people are going to finish yeah. the workout. And most people won't. Um, but yeah, you can pretty much guarantee probably next week you might see some of the rig and or let me ask you this. Do you think a max lift? A max lift? They did the one last year. You think that goes in the fight? Yeah, they did one. They did one like a complex. They did a complex. It was like a like what, deadlift, deadlift power clean, front squat, jerk, jerk or something like that. Something like that. Some like of those lines. Um, man. I would hope they didn't. I would hope they would save that for like quarterfinals. But they do need to test some sort of strength. They did it last year. Weeks. Now, that might be – it's either they're A, they're going to do a trip strength piece. Mm-hmm. Or B, they do it – have they done it fast? Which I like more of is that you have to kind of have the engine. To get there. To get to the heavier weights per se, right? Like it might be, you know – The dump an eight, squat would be a cool one. They're like they did that 10 down to 1 with the squat clean yeah. afterwards. That was cool. Um so I don't remember the number was, but it was so that way everybody knows what we're talking about here. So it's was it one up to ten, right? One up to 10. So it's one up to ten. So you did one dumbbell squat, one bar facing burpee, bar facing burpee, then two, two, three, three, all the way up to ten all for 10 time. 10. But it was like was it like eight minutes total? You had a certain amount of time. I'm not gonna say like I don't remember exactly time frame. I'm gonna say roughly it's like eight or nine minutes yeah. that you had to complete the workout plus the remaining time. You had 
left over to get a squat clean in. Uh, max clean. Like you can power it. or Pat, you Max squat. clean. Yeah. Yes, max clean. Um, but I, I love that workout. I thought that was a very well That's a cool workout. workout. But it wasn't like, but if like, so let's say for instance, you didn't finish the one at the 10 under like, let's say 12 minutes was the time mm-hmm. frame. You just get to the squat clean in. I can't remember exactly what that I was. I don't know. I think you, I did it, but I can't remember the structure. I want to say they banked in some sort of time for you. So like, let's say you no did matter time what. cap, you at least got like a minute or like two okay. minutes. I, I, don't like, I don't know the exact details. Um, but I do remember like for people that didn't get to do that, they still got at least like one attempt to yeah. clean or something. So I mean, they've done a lot of different variations to a max lift. Like they've actually done straight up just like, hey, you got five minutes to build to a max this. Mm-hmm. They've done it to where... I think they'll do know, something like that, but I think they'll wait for the quarterfinals for that. Okay. And then like, you know, ascending, you know, the further you get into the workout, the heavier the weight gets, mm-hmm. right? So you kind of have an engine to cool get there workout. or kind of like you said, where they might, like that workout where you may have 15 minutes here's the workout you have to complete first. Mm-hmm. And then the faster you finish, you have more time to complete a heavy lift and the longer it takes, you have less time to complete a heavy lift, right? That. That'd be cool. Something um, like that. They've done that before too. I kind of liked what you just said though. Like maybe just like, not like a necessarily like a super heavy lift, but like mm-hmm. something where we're like increasing weight throughout like each round or something. Yeah, so like for instance, like I think that workout, like the chest of bar and snatches, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had like X amount of chest of bars and then... And then it was like squat chance at 95 pounds yeah. and you had to do like two rounds of that. And then... Was that the double under workout too? Was that uh, No, that was squat clean. That was squat clean? Yeah. Uh, and then you had, you know, it pumped at like 135 and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So it usually starts out a pretty manageable weight for most people can usually complete it. And then it, it climbs into something else that's a lot more aggressive. You done with it? Okay. And so, uh, so... We'll see how it all plays out. We still got two more weeks and whatnot, but people seem to. I like the first version of it. I think it's a really good where everybody gets a good workout. I think in, they keep this going. Morning. I think it's gonna be a really good three weeks. Yeah, and so, uh, but main topic of discussion today, we want to talk about the power of routines, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of people, for some reason to another, uh, you know, routines. I think people mostly mind routines, but also it has a stigma behind it that. All of a sudden, now life is boring. You have like a your whole life just changed. <laughs> well, everything's just boring, right? You're in this routine now and you can't have fun and things like that. And, you know, there's a fine balance, I think, to a degree, especially when it comes to fitness. Like find, having like a fitness routine. Obviously, we're going to stay in our lane and talk about fitness here. Uh, but finding that happy medium of being in a fitness routine, but to a degree, obviously, having a little leeway to obviously live your life and have fun, which I've talked mm-hmm. about before when it comes to like nutrition, for instance, is talking about, uh, you know, marrying, you know, your lifestyle, which your fitness lifestyle into one. And that's a hard thing to do because a lot of people either jump onto one boat or the other, and they don't know how to marry those two worlds together where it's either all party or all fitness. And there's nothing in between, in between. those two worlds is either I'm a hermit crab sitting in my house, not doing anything, or, you know, it's, going clubbing every single night, hanging out with friends, drinking beer. Yeah. And there's no, like, it's one or the other. And uh, with routines, you know, people can kind of fall into that routine of, like, I'm going to structure this routine so regimented that, you know, that is the case where I don't do anything. And then, or I have zero regimen at all. And then I fall off completely. And then I say get aggravated, you know, a couple of days in a row or the next day. I'm mad at myself because of the fact that, you know, I did X and Y and Z. Now I've ruined all my fitness games. Yeah. So to speak. And, you know, for me personally, I know you're, you're a lot the same way where, you know, we're very much creatures of habit and, you know, don't mind falling into that routine of what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's like some, your little safe spot almost kind of to a degree. And, and 
Like you're comfortable in that routine, right? Well, the way I the way I view it now, like, so you know, to use to use this as an example is, like for instance, I had this conversation yesterday with Haley. Haley's doing nutrition, mm-hmm. and Haley's been going. We've been doing nutrition together roughly about two months. This baby. I'm going to order you some lunch here in about 10 minutes, I promise. Okay? All right? Chicken nuggets on the menu, Stan? Nothing like podcasting and parenting <laughs> all in one time. Uh, and so, anyways, so we've been working on nutrition for roughly about six, seven weeks now. And she's about close to 20 pounds down at this point in time. And yesterday we are having a conversation because she makes my job very, very easy because she – She's very routine with her nutrition regimen, right? Mm-hmm. She eats the same things over and over pretty regularly, right? She might make some subtle changes here and there, but you know, because of the fact she's got into this nutrition routine, she's seeing the fruits of that labor and seeing the results that she wants, right? Uh-huh. And it's very routine for her, and she does not mind that. And that's what, I, you know, to a degree, I try to correlate to people is having a nutrition routine allows you to see those results, and. It's okay if you fall, don't fall in that camp. You're like, dude, I cannot eat the same regular stuff all the time. Then you're going to make life a lot more difficult on yourself to see the fitness goals that you want. Yeah. I don't, I don't get so wrapped into – it's not that I just – to a degree, I do like the foods that I eat. I don't say like I hate the foods that I eat. I do like the foods that I eat. Would I like to be able to just randomly eat all the different stuff all the different time? Hell yeah. Yes, Absolutely. But I know for me personally, the routine that I fall into allows me to do, see the results. So it allows me – I enjoy the, the, the routine more because of the fact I know of the results it's going to provide for that. You like the benefits, right? The benefits the of the routine, of it, right? right? Like, So I don't get so wrapped up into the, the monotony of the routine because I know the routine is what gets me the results that I want. Mm-hmm. right? Because you're happy as long as you know when you're going to get your results at the end of the day. Right. Like it makes the routine a lot easier for me to adhere to because of the fact I know the results that it's giving me mm-hmm. that will give me. Right. So I don't get so wrapped up into like, oh my God, I got to eat this you know, chicken and rice. Like everybody gives me shit for eating chicken and rice every day for lunch. But that's something I don't mind enjoying. I like the results again. I like the way it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Right. I know the results of eating it, what that is. You know, so you know I don't, that's going to translate. So I don't mind doing it. Right. I think a lot of people get so wrapped into like the taste and that temporary satisfaction of the one time they're eating this one individual meal. And then for an hour later for them to feel like shit or hat or like feel, you know, bad about eating a certain way. It's like, if you could just say, Hey, I'm like, say this routine because of the fact it's going to be X, Y, and Z results and the benefits of eating this meal, you might not be so upset about eating the same routine meal all the time. Uh-huh. You know, it's the same thing when it comes to, you know, with your workout regimen, right? Like, there's plenty of days that you don't feel like working out, right? But at the same time, you you know the benefits of, of getting into out. a routine of showing up every single day at the same class time, time in and time out, and putting the sweat equity in provides these X, Y, and Z results mm-hmm. afterwards, right? You know the benefit of showing up and doing it gives you X, Y, and Z results afterwards. So you fall into this routine knowing the results that it gives you. Yeah, I definitely see that. I mean, how many times do you see people like who normally have a routine, but like say they miss like their Wednesday workout and then you don't see them again the whole week. Exactly. Like, like you miss one thing and it screws your whole week up. Exactly. Essentially. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so like, I mean, that could definitely go to nutrition kind of like you were talking about or just like your workout in general. Um, so I definitely think having that routine and like making sure that you are hitting that routine and just know the benefits from that, uh, could definitely help you out in the long run. Well, how many people you see show up maybe on Monday, they miss Tuesday and then you, they're done. You see it's like Friday. Yeah. Friday, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Possibly. Like that's why some of you, I'm like, if you just fall into some type of routine and it's just... It's kind of like the same thing with finances. Like I always talk about nutrition and finance and how they're very kind of the same thing. It's the same thing where you're never going to have financial freedom unless you plan for your finances, right? And you have to have some type of game plan or routine with your money. Mm -hmm. If you just frugally spend as you want all the time, you're never going to have true financial freedom towards the end. It's the same thing applies to your nutrition. You have to have, you know, frugal or be more reluctant on how you spend your calories that you have a routine spent right and then you reap the benefits of that routine all right we're gonna give this a second shot we got cut off i got a phone call right in the podcast kaylee freaking called me and cut me off uh but anyways we're kind of on that financial freedom aspect when it comes to you know your fitness levels and whatnot and so you know just like you guys i'm sure right before that's like i've been saying is you know, having some type of financial plan ultimately allows you to have financial freedom in the long run and ultimately enjoy some things that you want to enjoy. In, mm-hmm. right? Like people want to be able to afford a house or afford these different things in their life. But if you don't know how to financially plan for those things, you're going to have to have a hard time Getting buying down, those things right, right later down the road. And the same rules that get applied to your nutrition and, or into fitness in general. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I definitely think that. Um, do you think that you kind of help out with that, like keeping people in a routine? Like with the nutrition? Well, that's what a lot of times we're trying to harp in, in about nutrition mm-hmm. is, is following some type of routine because of the fact that it's going to be so much harder to like be on track with like your calories and your macronutrients like if you're constantly around. just kind of using the winging approach. And that's the hardest part for people to fall into is the the routine side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's so many things that pop up in life with, you know, when it comes to either work events or family events, which isn't always the case unless you're an extremely popular person where you're always going to events like every few days yeah. during the week. A lot of it comes down to more the emotional state, right? Like how you feel. How you feel that day. Like either you're more tired that day, you have more stress, more anxiety. And so, and most of the time that usually comes in somewhere around any Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. And yes, Carter? You want to draw? Okay. And uh, and so getting like back, like let's say for Wednesday, you know, I'm super tired, super stressed from work. I get home. I'm in that emotional state of I just want to break out of the routine. Uh-huh. And then from there, you then either order takeout or pick some fast food up or and that you know, leans over to the next day. You got the, the cookies, day, the stuff day. like that. And then it's the weekend and then you feel great and you're like, oh, this is cheat weekend. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or, you know, even so, you maybe have a bad Wednesday afternoon and then come Thursday, then you have the, the guilt and things like that from having a bad day on Wednesday. But more often than not, half is like you said, is, is usually you have a bad Wednesday and then that rolls into Thursday, Thursday Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. right? And so you can have a good string of wins for a couple weeks or maybe you go two, three, four weeks a really solid nutrition, right? And you start to see some fruits of your labor and you maybe see a few pounds down, right? And you then start to fall off track for two or three weeks. 
and you know, all that progress years. starts to slow yeah. like us uh, not even us I wouldn't say slow the resides, but resides a lot quicker than it, you think. Than it took to take it off. And that's the such the hard part about when it comes to fitness is that it, it requires so much work to take one or two sets forward. It's it so requires so little yeah. work to take five steps backwards. Yeah. And that's such a frustrating part about it. And that's the hardest part for people to get that over that mental hurdle is how consistent you have to be with your routines for months and months and months and years and years and years to actually to, see, to the, see results the results that constantly. you want, right? Like, and after you do it so long, right, it's just part of your daily lifestyle. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. And, you know, and after you do it, it's just, it's just second nature. Put on that wall card. And so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 just, it's a tough thing for people to comprehend because everything's done in such a quick, easy society where, you know, we get all this instant gratification so quickly. And with fitness, it's just, it's a grind. Total opposite. It's such a grind. It really is. And, uh, and a lot can just be set for somebody who just shows up today, day after day, day after day, and shows up with nutrition day in and day out uh, over and over and over again. It doesn't mean they have some small bumps here and there on the road, right? They may have a, a, a bad day or here or there. Um, but the, the person who can be the most consistent, not necessarily the person that's the most perfect, uh-huh. the person that can be the most consistent. Stay consistent. Throughout is the person that sees the true results. And those, those are the people that end up getting shunned down the road. and like, oh, well, it's just so easy for you to look that way yeah. or so easy for you to... And they don't you know, realize what you've done to actually get there. Uh, right? You don't realize the, the 5, 10, 15 years that built yeah. up to all this before. Dude, you're only six months into your fitness journey. I'm 10, I'm 12 years. years, years I'm way point, more. Right? Like, if you stick with it for that long and that crazy consistent, then you're going to get that same shit as well. Yeah. Like... You know, it's it's one of those things we live in this weird society now where it's almost like you get it's more it's almost like the same where you get more fitness shamed uh-huh. per se. Like, like being fit you get like almost you get shamed for it, it right? right. You, you like, oh, you gotta eat your certain diet or you gotta go work out, like, oh my god. It's I don't know why we're in this point in society to where if you're sitting out eating a whole food lunch, you're also now on a diet. Or if you go work out two, three times in a week, you're a fitness fanatic mm-hmm. now. And it's just like, I don't know how we've gotten to this point in society where being out of shape and taking and being unhealthy is more common and more to be socially acceptable by people than it is to take care of your health and being fit. Yeah, I don't know why it is, but that's kind of where we are now. And so all the elements for you to be healthy are against you to a degree. Kind of. Because most of your environment is not suited for you to be successful. And so it makes the routine even harder to fall into, right? Because everything's pulling you outside that routine. And it's, and it's so much easier to, say, screw the routine and fall into bad habits of eating processed foods and staying up late watching TV and yeah. being stressed after work and saying, you know what, screw it, I'm not going to work out. Or, you know, that long going off in the morning, like, you know, screw it, I'm tired. I'm not going, I'm not going to the gym today. And, and those little bitty compromises over and over and over again that's what makes that's what difference. you end up that's when you end up you know six months years down the road and you're like how the hell did this happen so quickly mm-hmm. right because it was just it was one compromise led to one more compromise led to another compromise to another. exactly and so it's just the slow and you have to slowly reverse your way back out of that and start proving to yourself again that you can actually do the work doing it, right? and get back into the routine and that's and that's but it's a, it's a daily choice Every single day, you have to choose to go to the gym. You have to choose to stay on nutrition. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately it comes down. It's just down not going to do it itself, right? It's not going to do so. You have to choose it every single day. Yeah. You know, like you'll say, like happiness is a choice as well. Like, I mean, every single day you can always find something to 
upset you and piss you off and, and ruin your day day after day if you really want to search out for it. Yeah. Or you can choose to be happy about and take the positive, the positive yeah. sides of things. Which same thing as the plan of your church. Yeah, that's a very good way to look at it. Yeah. I think, um, especially when you you kind of like talking about your finances and everything, like kind of going together. I never really looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I, I feel like, like well, I don't be I don't want to be financially like strained where I can't you know spend money here and there. And yeah, stuff like that like you like to have fun still. And there's and there's to a degree like yeah, I'm not saying you have to be such a penny pincher like. You can't do these little things. There's a fine line there between being overly, you know, budgeted and then being on the police side to spend your money as will. Mm-hmm. But you have to have some structure and financial freedom and planning to a degree to say, okay, look, I'm gonna have X amount percent of my prop this of the money that I'm bringing every single month to go towards, you know, if I want to go out and have, you know. A nice Go, dinner. No, a nice dinner, or we want to take a little mini trip, you know, to Houston for the weekend. We can financially plan for those things. But if I'm just spending money at will, then I'm never going to be financially free to where I, I can maybe do some things I want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. But I got to plan for those things. Yeah, right? I think it's a really good way to look at it, man. Yeah. Um, I think I think that kind of opened my eyes. So hopefully that opened a little bit of everyone yeah. else's eyes, you know. So I don't know if anything else you want to add to that. If not, I think that's a good wrap on it. Uh, I have one. About how long do you think that? takes people to kind of get into that routine because i know some people say Man. like two weeks but I, I feel like everybody's so different on that like i feel like some people could like pick it up like this and then some people probably takes like months it, that's a that's a hard answer because it really depends and i think to a degree it's a lot of people's what their background is mm-hmm. um uh what their background is and so i find usually with people who maybe have a little bit more of, and not always the case. I don't I don't want to piss anybody off and be like, you know, because they don't have an athletic background. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they can be, you know, get to a routine and be structured. But I fall for often not like people who usually have had some type of athletic background, playing sports in high school or you know growing up playing some type of structured, you know, even dance or whatever yeah. it be. It's not you know they you have, have practice. They had some type day, of structure, right? right? Where you know you're taught the the power of being consistent. And showing up every single day and the fruits of those labors, right? You to a to a degree you you understand that. It's mm-hmm. already kind of somewhat built in. Now the longer maybe somebody's gone, let's say maybe they haven't done anything Working since high school and since like, high school and they're in their in their forties now, fifties. It's been 20, 30 years since you really rubbed up to being uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. it might be a while before you can tap back into that. But maybe somebody who's not shortly removed from that, maybe they're, you know, 25, 28, and they, you know, stay physically active throughout most of the part. They're, I find those people usually are a little bit quicker to stay into a routine, mm-hmm. maybe otherwise. And maybe they have less responsibilities, and that's probably a reason why. They kind of flip the switch almost. To a degree, yeah. Um, but I find people who've had some type of structure that before in their past, they find it easier to get back into that structure, right? Because maybe somebody who, the most structure they've really had living for the most, living up is, or growing up was going to school for the most part, but really had any extra activities outside of school. Uh-huh. Um, maybe they've had a hard time. That's not always the case, like I said, but that's the majority, the, of, the majority time. of time. Is usually how it, it usually works out. Um, and there's other factors there as well. Like, you know, people have, you know, maybe you have kids who don't have kids, you know, people who have maybe shift work or different working hours. Those things do play a factor, no doubt, to make it, you know, more or less easier or harder. But there's always going to be that excuse. You can always blame your environment. I'm about to, you just talked about that. You, you can always find a positive. You can you always blame your circumstances as right? what your choice is. But ultimately, it's a choice, right? Mm-hmm. And there's somebody, there's somebody always out there 
who's doing it uh-huh. and better than you with worse circumstances. Way worse circumstances. Way worse circumstances. Who's doing a better job than Absolutely. you are in making more of their environment than you are. You mm-hmm. know, and so it's always just the power of choice and you can always sit there and blame X, Y, and Z reasons why you can't do something, but ultimately you're in control of the choices and you're driving the car. You're driving the car. Ultimately right. nobody else is but you. Yeah. You know? Um and so I don't know if it's a, but yeah, so to answer your question, it it just depends. It depends. It's, it's a really hard thing. Uh, for some people it's a very quick switch and some people it just Takes it's almost time. like it just it don't like they they understand but they don't get fully it, get it. Fully get it to like how consistent that's going to be. That, okay, yeah, I understand I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be consistent. For some people, that might mean being consistent once or twice a week, being consistent. Say, everybody's consistent is totally different also. That's kind of like somebody says that, well, I eat well. What the hell does that mean? That's very subjective. Yeah. And so uh, it's the same thing with kind of like what's considered consistent, right? Some people might be, for society, working out once a month consistently consistent. going to the gym, right? Yeah. But for us, that's obviously not our definition. And so it's, you know... Our definition of being more consistent is, like in my opinion, it depends on where you start from, but for most people, that's, I would say, a minimum four times a week in the gym. Mm-hmm. Ideally, more like five times a five. week in the gym would be more consistent, right? So now you're falling into more of a routine. When you only come to the gym twice a week, you're not in a routine enough to be consistent to, to show up week after week twice a week. There's yeah. probably some other reasons why you, you kind of put that weeks off without coming in. Week, yeah. 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 If you're only showing up twice a week, you find other reasons weeks down the road it's not Tuesday. show up. You could be like, ah, I got Wednesday, I got yeah. Thursday, I got Friday, you know? And then when it comes to your nutrition, it's being, depending on where your goals are, being an, enough of a caloric deficit or surplus from what your goals are at the end of the week. So you have to be consistent more often than not in a caloric deficit. And you can maybe have one day out of the week that you go into, maybe you spill over a little mm-hmm. bit, but your average of you has to be in a caloric deficit to lose the body weight. Days, right? right? And so that's, Pretty much consistent, at least I'd say bare minimum five, probably more like six, with one day of having a little bit more relaxation, but not so much. That, that one day still can't be like a crazy day. Yeah, right? you can't burn it down where you're eating 5,000 calories yeah. in a day and you're taking your every meal is takeout and things like that, right? You, you can have a day where you kind of back off the pedal a little bit to a degree, but um, that's more our definition of what consistent is. And I think it takes people a little time to understand what, how much work that understand is the involved. actual meaning behind being consistent. Yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, and and it's okay if you don't want to do that. Like mm-hmm. I tell people, I'm like, here, if this is what your goal is, I'm like, my job is to tell you how this is what there. you're gonna have to get there, but you ultimately got to make that call to do the work mm-hmm. right and and so uh but it all comes down to routines being consistent with the routines i think routines play are one so, of the bigger parts of yeah. pretty much everything really man but anything else to add there i don't think so all right I so i think it's a wrap well, that was episode 11 11, 11. 11 so past double digits now and uh so hopefully this helped you guys out uh we got two more weeks of the open and if you guys actually signed up for the open rubric, uh, that March the 19th, that Saturday, we got our in-person competition. We have two workouts that day. Uh, for you guys maybe not signed up, definitely just come out and come out support and come out and cheer people, and we're going to need some help with some judges anyways. Yes, we do so, need some judges. And you guys can come out and come help us out with that and just have a good time and hang out in the meantime. Come on with it. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace, love, pasta. All right. Got a phone call. Called us off, so we're on knee sleeves. Back All in right. action. So we have three different sizes of knee sleeves. You have a... I believe it's a seven. We have a three, a five, and a seven. Three, five, right? seven. Yep. Three, five, seven millimeter. Uh, the, I'll say the seven size of thicker, thick, thick. St- thick style knee sleeve. 
which would be something that if you're going like extremely heavy, like on squats, things like that, like power lifters, that's more on the seven millimeter side. It's going to probably the most support needs mm-hmm. support, but not very advantageous for anything outside of like just purely lifting. Lifting, yeah. Because of the fact that, you know, you would not want to wear those doing box jumps. No, they're so thin. Running and so things tight. Like that. You're going to feel like you're running around like Forrest Gump with the, the knee braces on. <laughs> you're running with uh, your, like The flying. five millimeter is probably the most popular one. Probably. Because it's middle of the ground, like it provides a, a decent amount of support, but it's that's not overly really thick. And then the three doesn't really provide a whole lot of support as more like warmth than like a little bit of like structure around the knee, but nothing crazy. Um, and I used to be definitely more hardcore than these sleeves back in my competing days and in my earlier days. Now I try to not use them unless again, once I'm, I'm getting in those heavier sides. You're following back to that rule. Right? Yeah, find, find the rule like, you know, I. I always felt weaker and like not stable in my squat when I wasn't wearing these sleeves because mm-hmm. I always relied on them to use them for everything that I did. And then as I slowly transitioned out of them, uh, my squats started feeling better, better. And, and more stable. Now, once again, if I'm living, if I'm lifting on the heavier side, like closer to like 85 to 90%, mm-hmm. no doubt when I'm squatting heavy, putting a pair of knee sleeves on feels better. And I feel like I have, I can lift more load that mm-hmm. way. Um, but my general rule of thumb, especially when I'm in a, in a workout, I don't use them mm-hmm. um, unless it's like something like I'm really feeling like ending off with a really, really heavy, heavy weight something. of some kind. But 99% of the time, I would not wear them inside of an actual workout workout. The only time I'd actually put them on is if I was lifting at heavier loads, like sub-maximal, like close to like 90%. 90% somewhere. That's my general rule of thumb with any type of support. Sounds like 90% is kind of like your rule. My, my 90, 95 to 90% is my, my general rule for any type of support device, like a mm-hmm. belt, wrist wrap, or knee sleeve, just because of the fact that I don't want that particular joint to get too weak and too reliant on that thing. Uh, and so even with the moderate weights, I still want to have that. So I want to be able to own the movement, so to speak, and be able to control the movement. And sometimes when you have those knee sleeves, I have something to dictate what you're going to do. Well, to a degree, like you have that false sense of like, now I have more support. So now I don't have to own the movement as much. You see, have to maybe crash or maybe lose the movement. That's where injury can happen sometimes. When you don't have that support, sometimes you're a little more conscious of how you move. So you own the movement better. Yeah. You know, so that's about when you're probably going to squat a little slower and yeah, and be a little more cautious of where your movement is, so to speak. Uh, so once again, I wouldn't say that it's a necessity, especially if you don't have any knee cricketing mm-hmm. issues like that. Maybe you have some slight knee issues where you know, as you get heavier squats like that, maybe not a bad investment. Um, or if you're looking to maybe lift as much as maximal loads as you would want, a knee sleeve is definitely be beneficial. Good option. So it depends on what your goals are. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, I would say, because I don't think we're missing anything else as of right now before we move on to shoes. Shoes? This is also in my top three. So that's the top three. Top three for shoes. Sure. Um, I think the shoe makes a huge difference, man. Because um, I know personally, um, I've tried Nanos. I've tried the Nobles. Um, I've there's tried a bunch the, of brands now. There's Metcon. There's... Uh, was that Innovate now? Kind of Innovate was there. so Innovate. Innovate's was, been here for a long Innovate time. Innovate was the original Reebok. Uh, so yeah, that's been a long time. Um, they made a little bit more of a comeback the last. They're getting years. they're getting hot right now. Um, they're they actually don't look too bad either the Innovates, um, but I have not tried them. But I know from all the shoes I've tried, I'm a kind of a Metcon guy, and I think you kind of have to just kind of play it's around Nike and figure Metcon. out. Yeah, so Nike Metcon for everybody knows. Um, but I think it's kind of like you're gonna buy a pair and you're gonna hate them probably, and then you're gonna figure out which one you like. Um, <clears throat> But I know personally, I do not like Nobles, personally. Mm-hmm. So. so before we kind of talk about any type of brands real quickly, 
what's the benefits of just in generally having a CrossFit shoe? CrossFit shoe? Um, in my opinion, I think like a good CrossFit shoe, you should be able to probably, should be able to run like short distances mm-hmm. in them, like maybe like 200, 400 meters and not have like a problem with it. Um, and then from there, most of the time, a CrossFit shoe is going to come in with a little bit of an incline. Okay, so you Side have drop. a drop. Yeah, a little bit of a drop. Um, and that'll kind of help with like your squats and all that kind of stuff, getting it back in those heels. Because most people um, usually first start and they have like a running shoe. A running like, shoe. Most of the time I see Brooks. I see yeah, a lot Brooks, of Brooks or some type of like, some type of running style of shoe and in doing so a lot of times these shoes are you're on this big cushion so to mm-hmm. speak and so it makes it very, very tough to stabilize your squats yeah and obviously coming here you know we, we squat on a basis and so if you're always squatting in those style of shoes you're not your, your adaptation of your squats is not going to be as good because of the fact you're wearing these running shoes, yeah. so to speak. I think, I mean, ankle stability, first of all, and ankle is incredible. Like, yeah. the difference between a running shoe and, and like, a cross-fit style shoe is going to be incredible. Um, and, like I said, but also, man, it's just got to be comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I know personally, like, a Reebok, a Nano, um, I like some of them, and then some of them I absolutely hate. Well, also, the, the fact that is also if you guys want to start learning rope climbs. That too. Any normal traditional shoe is obviously not going to be protected from a rope climb. If you wear like a running shoe, shoe while you rope climb, you guarantee that shoe is going to get messed up yeah. from the friction of the rope. So any type of crossfit style shoe is going to have some type of tougher rubber, especially towards the arch of the foot mm-hmm. for when you rope climb, the shoe is protected. Um, but those are really the two main reasons why you would want a crossfit style as shoe is for the squatting purposes and for the rope climbing purposes. Absolutely. And also- is it... It's not gonna be a great running shoe. So if we had a workout that was very simple, maybe like running and pull ups and push ups, like say let's say like a workout like Murph, mm-hmm. like that would be more of a running, running style shoe, shoe workout, workout right? Yes. But most of the workouts, ninety percent of the time, across the shoe is gonna be more advantageous compared to having a running shoe. Every so every so often, the workout might be, you know, be fine to have a running shoe, which mm-hmm. most people have anyways. Yeah. But it's more investment into an actual crossfit shoe would be a good investment. Uh, there's a shitload of brands. brands out there now like when i first started really the only brand was innovate at first and then Reebok kind of came to the scene when i, I first started and then now i mean you have you know 10 plus different options yeah. across the shoes out there um you know probably probably still the most popular style is probably still the nano the Reebok is probably still i the see most, more nanos probably anything yeah it's probably still the most popular one and it's probably the one you can get the most bang for your buck in the way of they have a lot of sales like and price deals. and everything. Yeah. So a lot of times you can either like, especially when they come out with a new one, they'll sell the, the you know the old one for like 60, 80 bucks. Because mm-hmm. usually that's the good thing about Reebok. They do yeah. they do have the great deals. Brand new, they're about 120, 130. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times they'll have sales where you can get them you know right around 80, 60 80, bucks. bucks. And so you can get a, a pretty good shoe for you know a pretty good price. Um, you got the Nike Metcom, which Metcons. is you know decently popular. Uh, you got the Noble. Probably Noble is probably up there at Reebok in the way of mm-hmm. popularity. I think it's more of an aesthetic look, the way it looks. Definitely. It just looks better of a shoe. I think, like, I'm on the same boat with you. I don't think it's necessarily a great shoe, right. but aesthetically it looks good and it still does the job. They hold up really well. Yeah, no, I will say, you buy a pair of Nobles, like, those are probably going to yeah. last you. Like, you can wear them forever. They're, they're, they're I would say that the, the shoe that probably holds up the best is the Noble. In my opinion, not the most comfortable shoe. Um, I haven't tried but, the new one. So yeah, they have the new one that just came out, but overall, best holding up shoe. Mm-hmm. I think the Nano holds up decently well, but depends on how your foot structure and what you're doing them. Just like the Metcon, they Metcon. can kind of break I feel like if you have like a more of like a wider foot, Metcon's mm-hmm. probably the way to go. Yeah. Um, if you have more of like a narrow, like yeah. a normal foot, you're probably going to compete for more yeah. like a Reebok. Yeah, they got, um, I mean, Under Armour has a pair of shoes. Hey, Under, just, hey, I'm not gonna lie, that new Under Armour shoe looks pretty nice. Yeah, I think it's probably the most underrated one that's uh-huh. less popular, like the least popular one, but probably 
my probably one of the more better shoes mm-hmm. that we'll talk about. Um, you got Innovate. Innovates. I'm those got different brands. Innovates kind of like making a comeback. Look right now. Uh, I think like Matt Bell at the Raging Games, they bought a pair of a lot of people that he really likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got what's that new one came like Rad or something. Rad. Like I saw that one. Oh, that's a brand new one. I don't really know much about. I that haven't one. read too much about it. Like a couple last. Doesn't two look months. too too bad. Um, but like I said, I haven't read too too much on that yeah. one. Uh, what else you got? Strike movement. Strike That's, movement. Which I have here though. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Strike movement. Um, yeah, you got that. What else do you, would you have? Um, Puma just came out with one. Yeah, Puma's kind Puma of Puma just came out with one. Like I said, Puma. I don't know how it's going to be. I think even Adidas has a pair. <laughs> Does Adidas? I think they do. Really? It's not very popular. It's, in my opinion, ugly ass shoe. Ugly ass shoe. Uh, so I mean, that's the ones we can kind of have. I'm sure there's maybe two or three more we haven't really thought of, mm-hmm. but... Probably your three most popular ones are probably going to be Nike, Metcon, Reebok, Nano, or the Noble Trainer. Yeah. It's probably going to be with those three most popular ones to go to. And honestly, you, if you're here at the gym, you see plenty of people who have CrossFit shoes on, and you can ask your opinions on you know people. And also price range. I mean, Nobles are probably on more expensive side. Yeah. Uh, Nano's probably on your more cheaper side, depending on if you buy it on sale on your Metcon. It's going to be maybe relatively around the Noble side, maybe slightly probably. cheaper. Yeah. Uh, because I don't really ever see Noble or Metcons ever going there. You're not going to get a sale on those. Yeah. yeah, Reebok has pretty good sales pretty often, uh, and they should be probably having a big sale on here pretty soon because they should be probably releasing the new one. The new Nano normally comes around open like, somewhere right here. So time, yeah, so. so probably the next like you know of this podcast by the next you know next month or a couple of months they're going to probably come up with a new one. So usually when they come up with a new one, their old one goes on sale mm-hmm. and. Uh, and they keep all the old shoes too on the. They keep side. a lot of so them. You can normally all the, the last time. two have been pretty good. Yeah, um, last two. But like I think the so like I was a big fan of the eight, the eleven's pretty good. Eleven. And I think the ten was actually. I never had the pair of ten. But I think ten had an okay reviews. I mm-hmm. think nine was okay. Is that the X one? Was that the eleven? X one's eleven. I the think eleven. It, so the general rule of thumb was every odd number nano they came out with was gonna be a shit good one. Shoe. Oh, no, shit, shit shoe? shoe. Okay. And every even number one was a good shoe. Was a good shoe. Which, at that point in time, all the way. Through ten was true, uh huh. Because even the, the my in my opinion, like the the ten was better than the nine. I don't think the ten was great, uh-huh. but it was better than the nine. The eight was one of the more popular. So like the most popular ones are the twos, probably overall twos, twos and the sixes. Uh huh. So I heard a lot of good things about the sixes. sixes. A lot of people like the fours had the fours. A lot of people were okay with the fours. It wasn't a bad shoe. wasn't a great shoe. Not as good as the two and the six. Mm-hmm. The eight I really liked. Um, I didn't a lot of pair of tens. Eights. Yeah, I like the eights a lot, and then, but the tens were very clunky. Yeah, so to speak. Um, but the eleven was very, very, very good, nice. In my opinion. Yeah. So I think I think the first the 11s never shoot the hills. Looked the best. The what? Them. The elevens looked the best. The elevens. I like the elevens. That's kind of our take. Hopefully, we didn't bore you too much on the equipment purchases. But if you guys are just starting with crossery, maybe more of an old school, and you you know still interested in these kind of topics, it's kind of what, like I said, our top three are. I mean, my top three are the grips, jump rope, and Shoes mm-hmm. and you go on with shoes, I'm grip shoes, knee sleeves, knee sleeves, knee sleeves, and so uh, that's our take on it. Um, if there's anything we missed out on, us, let us know, and then we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace, love, possible.